Hi, how are you? Good, how are you? I'm good, thank you for having me on. Yes, yes, welcome to the Ben's Boss Podcast. Hey. You are my first Leo guest, as you should be. (laughs) I love how that's like, like how we met was through June, our mutual friend, but we connected because we're like, Leos just connect, we just get each other. We do. I feel like we are the most complicated but yet simple sign. And <laughs> we're only complicated for ourselves, though. I yes. We make life so complicated for ourselves. Yes, and make it and so super... simple for everyone else. Absolutely. Yeah. So. That's what we do. Well, I'm excited to have you on the show because you just hustle so hard, and I love your story. Well, thank you. Um, yeah, it's been definitely a journey. Um, I will not say it's easy because it's definitely hard. Um, there are plenty of days that I want to run for the hills today being one of them, (laughs) if I'm being transparent. Um, but honestly, I think what keeps the balance for me is continuously seeing the bigger picture because I feel like when you're in such a tunnel vision, mode you only see the goals that you're trying to obtain and achieve and you tend to lose focus on giving yourself the reward of saying hey good job you accomplished that like you did that because you're just constantly going a million miles per minute so i have learned to really take the saying where it says to stop and smell the roses to literally stop and just kind of look around and be like wow like i actually did that (laughs) so it's yeah it's a great feeling but it's it's a lot of work it's a lot of sacrifice you just made me realize i've had times where I'll look back and be like, holy crap, I did that. But I didn't even really like acknowledge it or like, you know, yeah, congratulate myself for it, reward myself for yeah, it. Yeah, like I was telling my son I was going to do this podcast with you. And he was like, oh my God, you're going to be on a podcast? And he was like, that is so cool, mom. And he's like, I'm so proud of you. So he was giving me like little pointers and stuff. And then he was asking me how I knew you. And he was like, Dude, she's like an actual, like, you know, an influencer. I was like, uh, yeah. <laughs> I wish. I wish. And so, no, but we were sitting there talking about you and he was like, that's just so cool. And I said, well, you know, I've been watching her and her sister. She's a twin. I'm like, and I've been seeing her hustle and like, you know, just how she's been achieving her goals and attaining these and manifesting things for her future and her present. And I said, so it's pretty cool that she's acknowledging that in myself. I was like, because like I was telling you, I really don't stop to say like, good job. You know, it's, it's like very far and few that I do that. So I'm yeah. learning more, um, especially cause you know, in the past year and a half, I've, I've lost a lot of loved ones. So I'm learning that because life is so short, we have to do a lot of self-love and a lot of self-validation. Um, because I think that when the pandemic happened, that somehow like erased that part in so many of our mentals that we forgot to really embrace the self-validation and self-love aspect of just loving yourself, right? So that's kind of the path that I'm on and I'm constantly being reminded to just say, hey, like, good job, you know? Yeah, that's good. I think a lot of us need to learn how to do that. 
And I did want to say, I, I also noticed not really like a shift in your hustle because it's still the same and you're still following your dreams and doing your passions. But ever since, I mean, you you went through the pandemic as we all did, but then you also, like you said, have lost really close people yeah. to you. And I noticed like, you're like, okay, now I'm doing this for them. Yeah. Like, this is for them. Like, I, I'm going to work even harder than I was already working. Yeah. I mean, like I, you know, it took me about a year, almost a year and a half to kind of bounce back from all of that because it started with my sister, then two of my best friends, my ex-boyfriend's mom, and then three or four other friends in between that were close. That So it was like a total of nine people that I lost in 13, 14 months. But with the four that I lost initially in a seven-month time span, my sister, my two best friends, and my ex-boyfriend's mom, they were the like really the core of my support system. And they're the ones that whenever I was super down, they would text me like, hey, I'm proud of you. Like, good job. Keep going. So I feel like for me to be able to honor them and, you know, and honor their legacies is to really bust my butt more than I ever have. Like I tell people all the time I worked last year, but this year I'm grinding and it's just two totally different things. Um, but I'm, you know, I'm, it's been difficult, but, it, but at the same time, I feel like I feel their presence saying, Hey, you can do it. So I'm, that's what I'm doing. So I'm able to accomplish so many things at one time, but it's been a blessing. Like I have the restaurant where um, we're starting the renovations on that and we should be open by the spring of 2023. Yeah. Super excited. Um, and then I have, yes, I will definitely let you and your sister know. Um, and then I have, let's see, I have the collective that I started out here in Vegas. Um, it's called the pin drop. It's uh, started off as myself and now there's 20, five businesses I believe 25 small businesses um so that's been super exciting we have an event coming up this Friday um where we have local performers artists you know small businesses come out and just you know it's just like like a marketing group like you got not marketing um networking yeah networking and then we also have you know like a part of our collective members we're all small businesses so whoever has products they sell products they come out and they're able to display and market and kind of network within the communities um because you know you're part of you were living here so you know that vegas has a lot of people think of vegas and they just think of the strip um and they don't know the culture of vegas and the community of vegas and if you're really in it it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful feeling and just to be surrounded by all of that. And I think there was so much disconnect again with the, with the pandemic. So I wanted to be able to share my platform with others and to be able to bring people together to showcase and display like, hey, we're small businesses. And, you know, we, I mean, you know, most of us smoke weed. I smoke. <laughs> um, and then, you know, to also break the stigma of, you know, using the cannabis, you know, for medic, you know, to medicate from the plant and stuff like that. And just to be able to empower people because a lot of people from our collective are patients. Okay. So, you know, it's patient to patient and it's a lot of educating and empowering. And it's not just, you know, not just what people think you just smoke and get high, you know, it's, I mean, you have people that have MS and, you know, sclerosis and all kinds of stuff in the collective. So it's pretty cool. It's been, and we've, the feedback has been amazing from the community overall. So I'm pretty excited. There's a lot of, you know, younger performers that just want the ears and the eyes on them. So just happy to be able to give them that. So I love how you added that to um, 
because with your business, something's cooking. Yeah. You do the, you can do catering, you do the private. Yeah, so chef. I do, I'm one of the top personal chefs here in Vegas. Yeah, I do catering. And then I'm also one of the top cannabis chefs out here. So I do in, a lot of infusing of foods and a lot of private dinners. Um, so that's kind of how I came about doing the canna community because of, you know, with everything that happened, I got low, I, it got really lonely and depressing. So I needed to kind of, I needed, I needed a different journey. I needed a purpose. You know what I'm saying? And that's kind of how all of this came about. And like, I, I have met the most amazing people in the past six, seven months that have helped lift me up in so many different ways. So it's just, a, you know, it's just literally a group of people that have so much love and just want to see each individual succeed. And, you know, we try to help each other out in that you know, in the, on that journey. So it's pretty, it's pretty awesome. What do you, I wonder what sorts of things you hear from people because I'm not a big, I'm not against weed, but I'm not, I've just never been a big smoker. And I've always thought like when you infuse something, it was like brownies or cookies. Or <laughs> like, you're infusing like everything. Yeah. So that's been the beauty of it is that I think when, you know, again, the pandemic, we were all at home and I think, you know, because uh, mental health has been on the rise since. Um, and I think because there were so many chefs that were at home and, you know, they probably were smoking weed just like I was and was just like, dude, like, what if we make some eggs? Or like, what if we make some steak? So I think the idea of infusing savory is literally about to explode because when you, like you said, when you think about infusing, you only think about sweets. And a lot of patients can't have those kind of things. So they have to medicate. So they have to do, they have to medicate different ways. So that's the other, that's the beauty of it because you can do teas, you can make sauces, you can make oils, butters. I mean, you can, you can medicate without the hallucinogenic aspect of it where people feel like they're high, right? Some people, instead of taking painkillers, they would rather medicate so they, ingest it so they get the relief from their body but it doesn't necessarily give you like a head high you know i also didn't know that. yeah so it's i mean there's so many medicinal benefits and you know just that you get from the plant overall um so and that's the other reason that i started to because when my sister had cancer it was she wasn't eating you know so it was like different it was like how do you get someone that's going through chemo that's constantly throwing up and is afraid to eat because they feel like that's going to come right back up how do you get them to eat you know you put a little bit of thc in their food or cbd to help them ingest hold it down you know so it's 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 i think it's it's a beautiful way to medicate you know but it's just also it's about educating people because i mean the stigma around it has been been called the gateway drug for so long in the 10 minutes we've been talking i've already learned (laughs) more about it than i've known so it really is like i'm like oh shit that's that's really cool yeah i mean like a couple of our patients uh one of our members jason he has like this amazing cbd line for skincare and i mean it's he they do amazing they have amazing stuff like i use one of my um friends she does this amazing pain ball that I have, you know, I had my injury last year with my knees. So her pain balm and my knees are like really bad. That's what I use instead of popping a pill. You know what I'm saying? I'd rather rub something on my knee and be done. So I would like to jump back to something's cooking because that is your baby. Right? That is that's- my baby. Um, That is. 
I came. You, yeah, you started. Wait, first of all, let's jump back back again. <laughs> I I forgot. I'm totally curious how you went from TV and film to culinary. <laughs> yes. So, okay, uh, I actually went to Le Cordon Bleu back in 2000, I think it was 2002, two, either 2000 or 2002, one of the two. And when I graduated from school, I was working in um, the catering industry. Um, okay. But at that time, there wasn't many women chefs, let alone women in the kitchen. So I really got sick of the like smug remarks in the kitchen, the, you know, the eye rolling when a girl would walk in or, oh, oh can you pick up that potato sack? It's like, you're, I will throw you over my shoulder. <laughs> Um, so I got, I just got sick of the catty and just the cattiness and just the, honestly, the blatant disrespect of being a woman in the kitchen. So I was so turned off by it because in culinary school, they don't tell you that, you know what I'm saying? They don't tell you that when you come out of culinary school, that you're not going to be respected as a chef that no one, I mean, that you're going to get locked, you know, looked down on or talked down on. So it, I kind of shunned away from it. I went back into the TV and film industry, which I was in for almost 20 years before I moved here. And then when I moved here, um, I knew I could always fall back on cooking. So I would legit used to go around to small businesses like hair salons or whatever and go sell lunches. That's how I started. Yeah, I started. That's real hustle. That's real hustle. <laughs> yeah, I started selling box lunches. I would go to Big Five and stuff like that. And then one day I got a phone call from a friend who's a, a celebrity bodyguard. And he said, hey, I have clients coming in town. They want to do a barbecue. Can you cater? And I said, uh, okay. But I didn't know anybody out here. And I like gave him the stupidest price per person. Like, the, like I think I charged him like almost a hundred something per person. It was so stupid. Like I would have never paid that price. So he was like, cool. Did you get it? Yeah. He was like, cool. Yes. <laughs> he was like, cool. I'll give you the cash when I see you on Saturday. And I was like, what? And I was like, did I seriously just make $10,000? Like, this is yeah. crazy. So I called Donna, my, may she rest in peace. And I called her and I was like, uh, so since supposedly you and God had this conversation that I'm supposed to be a chef and I'm supposed to be in the kitchen, like I just got this job, but I don't have anyone to help me. So I need you to come help me. She's like, are you serious? I was like, as a heart attack, like you have to come help me. So she got on a plane or that she, either she was on a plane or a bus. I don't know, but she made it out here. We catered the barbecue. I took pictures of the food post them on Yelp. And then Yelp was like, where did you get the food from? And then unbeknownst to me, I created my business page inadvertently. And it was totally did not know. Like about a couple weeks go by. And then I just start getting notifications from Yelp. And it was about, Yelp. yeah, it was about catering. And I was like, what is going on here? So then I look and then I was like, oh, I created a business page. Oh, I have a business Yeah. Now. So I was like, okay, because something's cooking. I hadn't used the same name in California when I would do catering out there, but it wasn't my full-time hustle and bustle, right? Yeah, that's how I, and then within a year and I've been holding the title 
I slipped a little last year because I didn't really work, but I have been holding the title of a top personal chef out here for going on six years now. Yeah. Um, and that's, and then just from there, my clientele has been, you know, my, my clientele is very, it's high end. So I'm very, you know, appreciative of that. I work with a lot of celebrities. Um, and it's just been through word of mouth, honestly. Like I have some amazing clients. Can you tell us the coolest person you've ever? The coolest person. Or maybe your favorite. I don't know. I, my favorite would be Liz Stanton and her husband, Jake. Um, she is an actress. You see her on WB a lot. Um, that's my, I call her my baby. That's my baby. <laughs> um, but I would say cool, like I would say kind of fan moment would be Wanye from Boys to Men. Yeah, like he's super sweet. And whenever him and his wife, I love them. Whenever I go to cook over there, he's always serenading me. So it's like, seriously, like you have one of the boys to men, like just right there singing. Yeah, no, yeah, like he'll just like, I'm getting paid for this. Yeah, like he just randomly comes down and just starts singing tunes. And it's just like, wow, like I used to listen to you and now I'm cooking for you. Um, and then you know he's best friends with Joe Coy, so I got to meet Joe Coy. He's super cool. I saw that he's so. Funny. He honestly really is, and he's such a cool. He's so laid back and cool. Um, who else? I've had a couple of um basketball players that have been super sweet. Yeah. You don't have to name any names, but do you have any like? crazy horror story yes like, the I do he I won't name his name um but he was a basketball player and he I hate to say this because I'm a woman of color but he was just very he was very nasty he was very nasty with women like he because of the position that he was in he thought that he could treat women a certain way um especially women that were Caucasian which really annoyed it annoyed me to no end and then one day we got he was just super nasty with me and I went off and I was like listen little boy <laughs> you need to you need to go back to that bench and warm it and don't ever talk to me like that again <laughs> so yeah that was the end of that right there um but yeah you know good for you no because some people don't some people would just take it because they think, you know, it'll, it represents them in their business. But no, if you, if you're being disrespected, yeah. it's, it's a no, from, it's a no from me. Yeah, absolute no. I mean, I just a couple of weeks ago, actually, I was at, this has never happened to me, actually. Um, so I had a client, they had sent a deposit and I was supposed to be on site at 530. So we get there a little bit early. And as their guest opens the door, they're like, oh, by the way, the kitchen's dirty. I was like, That's the first thing? Yeah, not, not even, even a hello. It was, oh, the kitchen's dirty. You're going to have to clean it. I was no. like, yeah, I was like, what? So we walk. Yeah. So we walk into the kitchen and it was, it was so disgusting. Like on one plate, they had like piled up bone, like wings of bones, like eaten wings. There, it was gross, like disgusting. And I called the client and he goes, and then I can hear his friend on the phone. Like, why can't she just clean it? And I said, okay, you know what? One, I'm not a maid. I said, two, don't ever disrespect what I do. I said, because when I come into a household, it's common sense to have the kitchen clean if you're having a chef come cook, yeah. right? Girl, he ended up texting me back two hours later, like, oh, I'm on my way. I had already left. I said, you forfeited your deposit. I left. The kitchen should have been cleaned. And you don't, you don't show up two hours later. It's not how that works. And so, yeah, that... It, 
you know, and it's like, I, I posted it the other day on Facebook because I was so upset about it because a lot of people sometimes feel a type of way. Because I only work with high end clientele for one reason. And it's, they're all, they, they all comes from different walks of life. So it's not that they're just Caucasian or whatever, because they value the dollar. They understand what it is to sacrifice. They understand what it is to put in no sleep and all those hours and hard work, right? Because they have built an empire and anyone that knows an empire does not happen overnight. So, and they understand that when you have a chef, it's a luxury. And it's not a luxury that everybody can afford. And I'm not putting down any people of color because like I said, I'm a woman of color, but in certain circumstances, we have to do better because we, as whether you are Latino, Hispanic, or African-American, or you want to be referred to as black, we need to do better overall because the little nuances like this overshadow us as a whole. So if one person does better, it makes us all look better. And when people say to me, well, you don't really, you know, work with your own kind. Well, what is my own kind? My own kind are respectful humans who work hard and who value and respect other people's careers, jobs, hustles, and businesses. That's what my kind, that's what my kind is. My kind yeah. doesn't show up two hours later, leaves a dirty kitchen, <laughs> and expects for someone who's not a maid. I don't know whose kind that would <laughs> right. be, to be honest. <laughs> so really, it just kind of makes me shake my head because I work so hard to give the, the, the service that we give as, you know, the, the quality of service that we give. And I already have a struggle because I'm a woman. You know, so it's just like for me to have, for, like for things like that, I'm just like, God, that just made me look bad. But then it didn't because it's like you have to respect my business and you have to respect me as a person. You know what I'm saying? Showing yourself that you value. Right. Yourself. But then that could lead to a bad review and that one review can ruin everything. You know what I'm saying? You know, I hate reviews. <laughs> they really do. Valid sometimes, like you're just making. They really up. are. I always say that I feel like small businesses should be able to review customers. Yeah. Wow, I have yeah. so many. <laughs> like no, I mean because not you don't want every. I always say all the time, not all business is good business. Not all good. Not all money is good money. And sometimes you really just need to leave it on the table. If you value yourself and you know as a business, if especially if you if you own a business and you're a business owner and you know what you bring to the table and you know your worth, you know the value of what you bring, you should never ever ever lower your standards because someone else doesn't get it. You know what I'm saying? Because if you take that money then you start attracting that kind of demographic of client. And I just think as a, you know, sometimes, like I said, you just got to leave it on the table. Yeah, It'll come back. Actually, right. And something you said just reminded me, don't lower your standards based off of like what other people think or whatever. So, and I wanted to ask you this question because I get it a lot. I'm sure you get it a lot because you have always so many different projects. People are always telling me, that I just need to, people who don't even really know what's going on, that I need to just stop and focus on one thing. I know. I don't, I don't want to focus 
just like, oh, like you're never going to make it to where you want to make it if you are spreading yourself so thin over these different things. And I'm like, how do you know where I want to Hi. Yeah. How do you know where my goals are? Um, You know, people tell me this all the time, too. It's like you're all over the place. No, I'm not. What I'm trying to do is like, and I say this all the time, I'm like, the rich people who are rich. <laughs> don't just have one idea. They are not just doing one thing. They're doing multiple things and they have multiple streams of income and revenue coming in. They may not necessarily showcase all those revenues, but they have revenues. I think that people tend to forget that real estate, that's an income. When you're doing stock investment, that's income. You know, if you're an, yeah. you know, if you, if you are a influencer and you do YouTube, TikTok or whatever videos, that's money that's coming in. So I, do I think that people need to slow down? No. What I think is it's about playing, it's about working smart. You know what I'm saying? And I know that people see, like, see, like I have like this week, for instance, I have three clients and two events in the next six days. Is that crazy? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Will I get it done? Yeah. Am I stressing right this second? Absolutely I am. But when everything is said and done on the day after my last event on February 15th, I will look back and be like, you did that, you know? Because Yeah. Also, sometimes when that happens, you can look back and be like, I also didn't have that much to stress about. I was just making it more difficult. And I myself. honestly think that is definitely a Leo trait because <laughs> it's the worst. We can do a whole episode on just being Leo. <laughs> It's like legit the worst because I, before every event, it's like, I act like I don't know how to cook. Like, wait, I was, I don't even laugh, but like that, I, before, um, before you got on the screen today, I'm like, I don't, I don't know how to, I don't know how to talk to people. What's happening? Like legit. I'm like, it's like, I forget, like, how do you cut vegetables? Like everything just leaves. And then I'm in the kitchen. I'm like, oh, and then I'm like, what were you stressing over? But that's just, but I feel like it's because I put so much pressure on myself that my expectations for myself super exceed any expectations that people have for me. So when people say, oh my God, that was great. And I'm like, where? Like, I saw, okay, I saw good, but I, I, did I see yeah. great? No, but then if everyone else sees it, then whatever. But like, I just like, it goes back yeah. to having a hard time seeing what I accomplished. Myself. Yeah. yeah, it's, it, Leo's are difficult. <laughs> Speaking of difficult, your nephew, yes. Pablo. So this is another question I wanted to ask Oh, Pete. Let, let me segue into talking about my dog. No, you... I have a new, this is going to sound so dumb, but I have, I've always respected, but have a newfound respect for women who are business owners or trying to make something happen or even just work a nine to five and have kids and also have pets and kids because just one dog alone, I'm like, yeah, wow. I have four. Or I was just at the vet yesterday because Ty eats his food too fast. So he like exasperated his food and then gave himself oh. some type of pneumonia from eating food too fast. So, yeah, oh my it. God. So I had to take him to the vet yesterday and she's like giving me the bill. And I was like, like no. <laughs> is there a discount there? <laughs> There's an extra number on this. <laughs> I was like, is there a discount? Like I'll bring you and the staff food for lunch or something. Like, can I take you to dinner? <laughs> 
can we work something out please yeah. um but no it's crazy because i have uh i have four and i just got my puppy harley who's i love her to pieces but she's she's like if this is hard for me now what's gonna happen when i have a kid how am i gonna do this i don't know i have some like i know your son is older but no like, it's i'm sure it's it, it's hard like it really is and it's crazy because people like i people say like when people say oh i'm a dog mom like oh it's not real it's not human like bro first of all dogs have personalities okay dogs have yeah. attitude problems like and they're super disrespectful if you think your kid doesn't listen to you, borrow my try and tell my dog what to do because it's not it's not it's not gonna happen. But Pablo's so no. cute. Uh, he he does. I know he does. Ever since he was a little baby. <laughs> mm-hmm. But he'll, we'll have to bring him to Vegas. Yeah. Does he get out. confused between you and your sister? No. no. Who's bad cop? Good Maybe cop. Who's the good mom? Who's the nice mom? Um, I don't know. I'm the I'm the crazy mom. I'm the one that literally I have the vet on speed dial. Like he's breathing too fast. What's going on? Is this normal? Yeah, that's me. I did that with Harley when I first got her because, like, you know, she's a puppy, so they breathe super fast. I was like, oh, my God, she's dying. She's not breathing right. I did that. I did yeah, I kept thing. texting and calling the foundation. I'm like, you guys gave me a dog that's going to die. And they're like, uh, yeah, ma'am. No. And I was like, yeah. They're like, that's normal. I was like, her breathing like this? Like, she doesn't have a heart murmur? Like, I told my vet that I counted the number of breaths <laughs> per minute. Per minute. And they were like, it's a puppy. It can't control its breathing. It's fine. Uh, It's okay. You're not alone. And I have a 17-year-old child, so you're fine. (laughs) He always tells me, he's like, you, he tells me, he's like, you love the dogs more than me. I'm like, what? No. (laughs) So I did have another question for you too. And it's completely unrelated to anything, but was... Was Guy Fieri so cool? He is the dope. Yeah, Guy Fieri. He is seriously the coolest person I have ever met. He is so passionate about what he does. It like literally exudes from him. Like he is just, he's really one of the inspirations as to why I did the collective too. Because so when he first started so how he became who he was is kind of funny. One of his best friends dared him to go on a cooking competition because at the time wow. he had already had his restaurant. So in his, he said, in my own right, I felt like I was good. I, I was successful. I had my restaurant. I did what I was said that I was going to do. Bought a house. Family's happy. Wife's happy. Whatever. Friend tells him, oh, I dare you to. And he was like, fuck it. Okay. He's like, yeah. and I go on and he's like, and it was his personality that won over the producers. So he wins this competition. And then I think he said he got like a call or, you know, a couple weeks later or whatever it was. And that's how it started. It wasn't that he went out to try to, you know, to kind of get this life because he didn't want it. Um, But then when it happened and he started doing the cooking show that I was on, Guy's Grocery Games, he felt super passionate and strong about it to the point where he literally designed the entire market. He shops. He can tell you everything down every aisle. He goes through every video. 
he hand selects the, 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 the competitors because for him, yeah, because for him, he said that when he was on the show, he saw the Hollywood vibe thing and he hated it. And he goes, so I didn't want that for my show. He's like, I wanted to be hands-on. So he's very hands-on with his stuff and it's pretty cool. I do kind of see the resemblance between what he does and then your Yeah. If you if you compare him to other chefs, he's not doing all of these like competitions like I'm the greatest there ever was. He's just like, let me go show all these other businesses and what they're doing. Yeah, yeah because he had already started, you know, he was already successful, like he said, and he goes, my, he goes, I feel like because I was put in this position, my purpose is to help other people. You know, same kind of story. He didn't get any help when he started, you know, so it, it, he's super cool, though. Really laid back. Really cool guy. Cool. cool. I just wanted to end by asking you, I'm very curious about what's going on with like the Supper Club and what we can see from you next. Yeah, so the Supper Club. I'm super excited about that. Uh, we should be open this spring. I'm. We're shooting for April. I am going to create a menu that is eat bar food but on the elevated level meaning that i want to do as much farm to fork so i'm gonna work with local farmer you know um just started as like a pop-up so yeah okay <laughs> how that came about is my business yeah. partner is actually one of my clients older cousins so they okay. were out here one weekend and i get this text message from steven my partner that says hey chef we're in town at the palms um, we really want some pancake and water. Well, they, him and his cousin love my banana pancake. So I'm okay. leaving a client's house and I was going to pass the strip and I said, Hey, I can't cook, but I can come by and we can just have a drink or whatever. I'll come say hi to everybody. So he's like, all right, chef, come. So I get over there. And the first thing I did is I opened the fridge and I'm like, you guys, there's water. They're like, what? <laughs> been looking for water this whole time and we just spent like yeah they had spent like three hundred dollars on postmates to go get, get waters and stuff from 7-eleven so i opened the fridge and i was like wow you guys are real special and so um we're sitting there talking and he's like what's up chef and he's like you look like you're just like have a lot going on in your head so i start talking to him and what originally we were supposed to open a commissary kitchen, a full service commissary kitchen, because we don't have anything like that here in Vegas because the commissary kitchens we do have are just really grimy and they're just gross. I don't even know what that is. Is that like a- It's like a shared kitchen, basically, where caterers and private chefs can go and use utilize the kitchen to prep and stuff. So we decided to team up and he was gonna help manage me and we were gonna open up this kitchen. So he finds this restaurant, we go and look at it and, I had never wanted to own a restaurant until we walked through the doors of this location. So we walk in and I look around and I was like, oh my God. And I was like, this is where I'm supposed to be. I'm like, I'm supposed, we're, this is what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to open a restaurant. And he's like, what? Okay. And I was like, I'm telling you, like, it was like Angel saying to me right when I walked in. Right. So as we're leaving, I look up and on the plaque, it says Donna. She was one of the they have like this plaque to the air force people that had passed away and she happened okay. to be one of the people on the plaque that had passed her name right so i look up and i was like okay that's a sign 
So we're leaving yeah. and about 20 minutes later, the, the real estate broker calls and says, Hey, can we get on a call tomorrow with the property owner? He really wants to talk to chef V. So we get on a call the next day. My partner was like, what's the game plan? I said, nothing. Just listen to the guy. He's going to sing. And I'm like, I want to know why he's been holding on to this property for so long. Cause it's been there for six years, just vacant. Get on the call. He starts talking to me. And as you know, my sous chef best friend was Dalton, AKA Roadhouse. Well, he, the first thing he says to me, he goes, when I first walked into this restaurant, I felt like it was a roadhouse. And I said, what? And I'm now on the phone and I'm crying. And so, <laughs> so I'm like, get, take myself off mute, take a deep old breath. And I tell him the story about Roadhouse. And he says to me, he says, chef. And I said, yes. And he goes, I have been praying for two weeks and asking God what I was supposed to do with this property. And he goes, and the answer was very, very loud and clear. It was just wait, don't sell. He's like, so then I tell my wife this and my wife goes, but you've been waiting for six years. Like, can you ask like what you're waiting on? Can you ask like maybe a date? So he goes, yeah. right, I'll ask like what I'm waiting for. So he goes and he says the next night I ask again and he goes and I wake up the next morning and I look at my wife and he was like, yeah, he's like, I, just, don't just wait, don't sell. And she was like, Okay, whatever, right? So he says, and two weeks later, here you come. He goes, I called my wife and I said, I know who I was waiting on. Her name was Chef B. Uh-huh. Yeah. So since then, this man, his name is Richard Klein. Um, he has literally, he's doing everything to make sure that I open the doors for business. He's not even charging me rent or anything until we open the doors. So, and he's going above and beyond like his budget that he had set out. So I just saw, met him for the first time on Saturday. So I'm super excited about that. So it's going to be on the north side of Vegas. Um, we're doing a supper club. So we'll have, you know, nightly entertainment. And then I want to get together with the communities because we have a huge parking lot. So we can do a farmer's market on Sundays. And yeah, you know, and just kind of be able to do, just give back. We really want to do food drives and stuff like that. Like once we have the kitchen open, we want to invite the community over just to feed them and just say, hey, I'm Chef V this is Steven, you know, we're here. So we're super excited. I mean, there's nothing really on the north side of Vegas. Um, I feel like North Vegas has kind of been forgotten about. I'm excited to bring entertainment and just to bring local performers to the north side of Vegas and just to kind of give, you know, North Vegas somewhere to go to. I mean, people are yeah. there, you know. We're, we are going to, we're located right across the street from the Air Force Base. I'm excited. Wow. Yeah. 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 Yeah, so before the history, the it's actually a, like a historical landmark in Vegas because it's called the, uh, the original name is the 25 Club, and it was dedicated to the airmen, I think it's the Massachusetts or so, something like that, some Air Force flight crew, um, and they did 25 missions before they were able to, they flew 25 missions, um, and then, so each time you fly your 25th mission, you come home or something and you get, you don't have to fly or anymore or something like that. So it's like some kind of milestone in your career for the Air Force. So that's what they dedicated the club to. So that used to be the hangout for the Air Force. So I'm excited to get back in there and just have, I mean, we're, you know, comedy, dancers, uh, you know, singers. I, I can't wait. So I'm super excited. 
It sounds yeah. exciting. And I can't wait to see now that I know the backstory. I love things that have a good yeah. like heart story just to see then where it takes you and like what Yeah, happens. so I'm excited. Like we're gonna we're still thinking about the decor and stuff, but I know that I'm gonna have a couple of Las Vegas artists come out and do murals on the outside. So, you know, I really just want to put in, I want to bring in as much as the community as I can. Um, I am from California. I grew up in the San Fernando Valley, but Vegas made me. So, <laughs> I, you know, I just want to make sure that, you know, we give love back to, to the city, you know, because the city has given me so much love and I wouldn't be Chef V without Vegas. So, yay, I'll definitely. Yes, I can't wait. I'll, I'll, as soon as I know the date, I'll let you know. Okay. Promise. Yay. Is there anything else you wanted to um, No, I mean, I think that if you're, a, I think my biggest thing, if you're a small business owner or an entrepreneur and you're just starting something, don't seek validation in anybody. Just know that you can do it. If you really put your mind to it and you believe in yourself, there is nothing that you can't accomplish in this lifetime. And my biggest motto in life is this, is plant it say it and claim it. And if you live by those three things, then you're able to manifest what's yours and what's yours can only be valued by you. Right. So I think that's, you know, and, and if you have a bad day, there's going to, I'm not going to lie. There's going to be plenty of bad days. There's going to be, you're going to want to run for the Hills 360 days, <laughs> 365. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you know, it's, yeah. it, you know, when people say I'm a boss, like understand that holds a lot of weight and a lot of responsibility and sacrifice goes with it. But I think once you get to the finish line, it's all well worth it, you know, just to be able to just look back. I mean, I've been self-employed now for going on six years and that's a blessing to even be able to say that. So, you know, and like I said, there's some months are better than others, but you just kind of keep on going and just know that there is, there is light at the end of the tunnel. And I completely agree with you on not needing or seeking validation from yeah. anyone because once I stop doing that, maybe a year ago, two years ago. I don't know. I was just able to take, like, I'm not there yet, but I'm, I'm getting there faster, I think, because I'm just, I just don't need anyone. Yeah. And I think that when, you know, when, when you realize that things start to come into fruition for people, because you understand, and I say this all the time, strangers will support quicker and harder than your friends. Yeah. Your friends start to support when they see the, the when they start to see the success, right? Like, yeah. and it's it's sad, you know, because I feel like I try to support, you know, where I can, whether it's reposting or whatever it is, you know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like I try my best to support where I can, and it's not always reciprocated, but I don't allow it to change who I am because I'm about support and love anyway. So even if you yeah. can't give it to me, it's okay. I'll still give it to you, you know, yeah. because I think that we have to be, we have to be reminders in this world that it's okay to love and support one another. And you don't, you, there's no reason to hate on anyone else's success. You know what I'm saying? And it's not going to hold you back if you're no. telling 
telling someone else they're doing a good job. Not at all. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah. people, like, my tea friends, like, I tell them about your business all the time. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, it's just, I think it's just something, you know, if you know, if people are into something, why not connect it? You know what I'm saying? Like, what, it takes me a minute, not even a minute, it takes you a few seconds to go to your page so wealthy and say hey share you know share profile or copy link and then text it or put it in someone's dm you know what i'm saying so i think things like that you know if if people were just to just forget that it's okay to hold hands i guess you know (laughs) because you know it's okay to hold hands it's okay to support one another it's okay to fix another woman's crown it's okay to adjust another man's bow tie you know it's it's okay it is okay yeah but yeah that's it yeah. yay well thank you oh you're so welcome much. This yeah i did to edit it i'm like wow this was really good <laughs> so thank you so much thank you for having me on and i am so proud of you and i love to witness your success you. and i'm here for I'm it proud of you. i'm here thank for you. it But yes, we'll talk because I would love to have your some of your goodies in our grand opening bags in our gift bags for our grand opening. I would love that. Thank you, you, honey. Bye. Bye.